Hello and welcome to episode 153 of Chairside Live. We have an amazing show for you today with an interesting case of the week. But first, Dr. Bai, how you doing? I'm doing great. The week is going really well. Yeah. Tomorrow and, is uh, October 1st. Do you have your Halloween costume planned? No, I have my mortgage payment planned. Okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That's probably a better option at this point. But I want to do um, a Flintstone theme oh. of to be um, Fred and Wilma and then have our daughter... For my husband and I, be Fred and Wilma, and then our daughter be Pebbles. But enough about that. What's what's in the case of the week? Oh, it's going to be a really exciting case of the week. So we usually get patients that come in, and uh, they have a failing tooth. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, I want you to take the tooth out, and I want an implant. Uh, and the traditional way of doing that is you take the tooth out, you bone graft, uh, you wait about four months, mm -hmm. and you bring the patient back. Then you go through another set of surgery. Um, with advancements in implant uh, materials basically mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the um, design of the implants we can actually place the implants uh, immediately sometimes um, given that the patient has certain requirements sure. to receive that implant nice. so for the case of the week that's what we're going to be talking about is uh, extraction and uh, immediate implant placement so why don't we go ahead and uh, take a look at the case of the week Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at uh, this week's case of the week, and I want to talk about immediate implant placement, and in particular, immediate implant placement with the Han implant, uh, and the reason for that is Dr. Jack Han is uh, one of my mentors and uh, one of uh, our grand poobas in uh, implant dentistry. He has designed this implant and the thread pattern to provide us with immediate placement stability when we place the implant, so that's going to be one of our requirements for the immediate implant uh, or emergency implant placement. So let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, case of the week. For this week, I actually have two cases that I want to share with you. And uh, they are both similar scenarios where the patient comes in with a failing tooth. Um, in these scenarios, they're both anterior teeth. Uh, for the first case, it's tooth number seven. And as you can see here, uh, the patient has had a lot of work done on this tooth. Uh, there's a short root. The patient has undergone root canal therapy and a, and a crown. So the crown has lasted a while, but now we're starting to get a little bit of recurrent decay underneath the uh, existing restoration. So it was time for us to actually remove uh, this tooth. So what I want to uh, present to you is uh, essentially the protocol for placing an immediate implant and when to do it and when not to do it. So in this situation, uh, I'll go ahead and remove the tooth as atraumatically as possible. The first requirement for me is whether I was able to extract the tooth atraumatically or not. Uh, and whether I need to place any bone graft and uh, just wait and bring the patient back, or can I go ahead and place the implant? Now, in this situation, what I did was I wanted to open a flap because when I extracted the tooth, I took my periodontal probe and I probed the buckle wall and buckle shelf, and I realized that there was a little bit of a defect there. So uh, the reason why we open a flap is to visualize the bone, and I really wanted to do a papilla sparing flap where I don't go all the way to the adjacent teeth uh, and I give the papilla a chance to remain where they are and I won't have the recession uh, after the uh, flap. And the second requirement for me when I'm placing an immediate implant is uh, whether I can get primary stability with my implant. So in order to do that, I go ahead and drill into the uh, 
palatal wall and uh, I want to make sure that I have uh, what we call a, a purchase point where we can go ahead and create our osteotomy and essentially create an area where the implant uh, can be received by the bone and there will be enough bone to uh, be able to hold on to uh, the implant. So in this situation, my osteotomy is completed and I'll go ahead and place the implant. And here you can see that the implant is in place and uh, you have some of the threads showing. The bone level, uh, mesiodistally, interproximally is gonna be held up by the adjacent teeth, so I'm not worried about that. I'm utilizing some uh, BioOS bone graft material. It's a xenograft. I'll go ahead and place the BioOS in the buccal area and also covering the uh, implant itself. Obviously, it's not going to uh, bond to the, uh, to, the, to the top of the implant, the polished titanium healing abutment, and uh, there's a situation uh, right before I suture the grafted site. And what I'm utilizing here is uh, essentially it's a horizontal uh, suture. However, it's a little bit modified and it helps pull the tissue more coronally. And uh, I try to create a primary closure as much as possible. In this scenario, I uh, placed uh, one horizontal mattress suture and interrupted sutures down the sides of the incision where I had my vertical releasing areas. And then, uh, obviously, we want to send the patient home, but uh, we want the patient to have a tooth there, and the patient wants to have a tooth there, so we went ahead and fabricated a removable interim restoration. This is an interim partial, and you don't want the, uh, the tissue surface to be in touch with your partial, so what I usually do is I'll go ahead and check the intaglio surface, and I'll make the adjustments. So now... The patient goes through a period of healing, uh, usually about three to four months, before I uncover the implant and place a healing abutment. The healing abutment is usually in place for several weeks before I can go ahead and uh, fabricate a temporary and start uh, the process of tissue contouring before we fabricate the final restoration. So the second case is very similar to the first case, except the patient uh, came in with tooth number eight, obviously a lateral periodontal lesion in this situation. And again, it's a challenge because you have to ask yourself, can I extract this tooth atraumatically? In this situation, can I extract and remove the lateral periodontal cyst and have an area where I can go ahead and place the implant? So again, uh, very gently working around the tooth, I'll go ahead and try to get a little bit of mobility uh, with my periotomes. And then I'll take my time with my forceps and I'll make sure to extract the tooth as atraumatically as possible. In this situation, just like the last, the crown is removed. And now I have a little bit more access to the tooth and I'll go ahead and extract the tooth. So once the tooth is uh, extracted, I'll do the same thing as I did for the last case where I'll take my periodontal probe and I'll make sure that I have an intact buccal plate. Uh, if I don't, I'll open a flap so I can visualize it and I'll be able to graft it. If I do have my buccal shelf, I'll go ahead and proceed to the next step, which is to create that purchase point on the palatal. So here you see the tooth is ex extracted atraumatically, and uh, I'll go ahead and clean out the area and uh, remove the cyst and curette the socket as much as possible to have a nice uh, clean socket to be able to place the implant. And as you can see here, uh, we were able to remove the, uh, the, the lateral periodontal cyst 
And here you see that I'm probing the buccal shelf, and I have about three millimeters apical to my uh, mucogingival junction to play around with and uh, place the implant. So again, same thing. I'm going to utilize the uh, the palatal shelf uh, in order to create that primary stability for my implant. And uh, I'll go ahead and proceed with the steps to create the osteotomy for the implant. Now, the question is, if I create the osteotomy and I want to go ahead and place the implant, what if I don't have primary stability? Do I still place the implant? For me, I feel more comfortable if I cannot create primary stability to uh, just graft the area and come back at a future date. So that is determined at the time of implant placement, as I'm doing here. I'll go ahead and place the implant and... Uh, I'll double check my primary stability and make sure that I maintain that before placing bone graft and, uh, and suturing. So in this situation, I'll go ahead and get to the correct depth and I'll check my primary stability. Uh, I have about 25 uh, Newton centimeters, so it's uh, really borderline. I'm definitely not going to load this implant, but in theory, I can go ahead and uh, graft around it and wait and let the implant osteointegrate and come back later and create the temporary for the patient. So here's an x-ray of the uh, implant in place. And there are certain requirements that I look for in terms of uh, how much stability I have and how much, uh, how much primary stability I have at the apical end of the, of the implant when I'm placing it. Uh, in this situation, I'm using a allograft. Uh, it's called uh, Regeneros by Biomet. And once the allograft is uh, in place, I'll go ahead and place the suture and deliver the uh, the temporary for the patient. So again, I'll go ahead and create my horizontal mattress, but it is uh, a modified horizontal mattress in order to create a, uh, a better seal and uh, as, as close to a primary closure as possible. Obviously, this is an extraction socket, so at the center of the ridge, you're not going to create that primary closure, but uh, the closer you can get to it, the better, obviously, for the healing. And then once uh, I have my suture in place, I'll go ahead and place the uh, interim partial for the patient. Uh, and again, checking the intaglio surface so that it is not touching the grafted area. So uh, that's our uh, case of the week, and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for that, Dr. Bai. Thank you, Megan. So we were reducing the uh, chair side time mm -hmm. and the clinical time, basically, with uh, being able to place immediate implants and uh, hopefully restoring in a four-month period rather than an eight-month period. I like it. It's a good stuff. advancement. It really is. Now let's go to a segment we call Viewer Mail. This week's viewer mail comes to us from Dr. David Spilkia, and he had just watched episode 152 of Chairside Live and said that the video showed old PFM crowns being cut off, and he noticed that number seven had amalgam visible. He says when the impression was taken, however, the amalgam either was removed or covered. What actually was done here? My concern is that with the translucency of Bruxer interior, there would be show-through if this is not addressed. I still prefer metal posts over fiber posts, and sometimes the metal will be visible and will ruin an otherwise nice Bruxer anterior crown. Well, that's a great point. And uh, looking at the video, you can definitely see that there is some metal showing on tooth number seven. And uh, Megan, what you can actually do is you can use a, a metal opaquer um, to get rid of uh, that uh, bright metal color uh -huh. uh, so that the Bruxer anterior doesn't show through the, uh, the stump shade, basically. 
Um, the other thing you could do is you can still utilize a metal post, mm -hmm. but do the buildup with a resin. Okay. Uh, and that way you have the benefit of the strength of the post and the aesthetics of the resin, and it's not going to show through. Uh, in your final restoration. And what was done on the, on the particular case of last week's episode? Uh, I believe that Dr. Mirsan had uh, utilized the opaquer okay. for that tooth. Great. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was a great question. Thank you so much, Dr. Spilkia, for writing in. And now let's go to the news. Let's go to the news. Okay. A Hong Kong woman got a crunchy surprise in her takeout sushi. When she bit into a piece of sushi, she felt something hard, spit it out, and much to her disgust, found a three-unit bridge. She took some pictures and contacted the restaurant. The store manager assures them that none of its staff wears false teeth and that all employees are made to wear masks during food processing. The restaurant chain, called Sushi Express, is now under investigation by health inspectors by Hong Kong's Food and Environmental Hygiene Department. And this is exactly why patients should get implants. Right? See? Mm. I mean, just totally rallying for the cause here. That's Have right. you ever bit into any sort of food and found... You know what? I was thinking about this. Uh, when I was a little kid, I went to San Francisco, and I had some clam chowder. Mm -hmm. And I bit into a clamshell. <gasps> but English is my third language. So back then, I was new to the whole English thing. Yeah. So I told the waitress, I said, you know, I just bit into a piece of clam. <laughs> and she got offended, like, what are you saying? We don't have clams in our clam chowder? Right. So, yeah, that was uh, my relation to this story was yeah. mm, Gosh. tasty. Yeah, you know, and we've seen many stories like this in the, on Chairside Live where, you know, they bite into something and there's a tooth or there's a finger or whatever, just mm. random stuff that, you know, sometimes they find out that the person actually placed it in there. But in, the, in your case... I would, it's safe to assume that that was just an accidental shell piece left in your soup, but... Probably an accident. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All yeah, right. Well, well, thank you so much for that case of the week and for your comments on the news. Thank you for watching, and please come back next week for another great episode of Chairside Live. See you next week. Hey! What? So you're going directly to this camera after. If, if you get a weird text, just don't judge I, me. Okay, okay got it. You should make it so your text messages come up as just <laughs> so it hides it. Hey, are you at work? Yes, I'm at work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where else would I be? Please keep the viewer mail coming in. We love to hear from you, and we love to give you clinical tips in the view. Just talking. Just, just taking it. Sticking my tongue out for a ride here. Just seeing what I can do. You guys done with me? Do you have your Halloween costume planned? No, I have my mortgage payment planned.